0: welcome to house common blood where strangers are family every episode contains graphic content including but not limited to copious amounts of blood unnecessary cursing death of all ages be they infants or immortals fantasy drug use nudity mentions of sex and sound effects of various qualities We cannot stress enough that this is mature content with adult themes you have been warned may the albatross guide your way
1: Welcome to House Common Blood. I'm Gray, your DM and host. We're a D&D 5e podcast immersed in the adventure Hangman, Worms of Frostheart. Join our party of for- former prisoners, once covert operatives, for Giuliano's government as they face sentient calamities led by the Rebirth Bastion, a Genasi army threatening to destroy the world. Recently, our misfit group confronted an emotional vampire in Sha'em, a town made of a thinking slime mimic, a sentient calamity. After a fierce battle and defeating the vampire, they face consequences, like a curse from a hag. Now free from imprisonment, the party journeys on, even delivering cookies to a hag. However, a party member is cursed to kill a living seal, leading them to a dungeon with a Tarask burial site. Breaking the curse involved an unusual pact transplanting an elder brain into Trask's skeleton. The necromancer Phoenix a Fire Genasi was defeated, and the Trask remains within its ward. Venturing south to ruins with the dormant teleportation circle, they discover a world map with four sets of two glowing symbols. Their next target is a lieutenant or a general from Rebirth Bastion. That's a recap. Rather simple, don't you think? I'm joined here today by our players, Mega.
2: Hello, I am Mega, and I play Eddie, the Otter Triton Boy Bastard Class. I also play Eddie, and if you hear any other character names with a similar name, I'm probably playing them too. Along with Nita.
0: Yolo, I am Nita. I play Alia Oblak, the Human Cleric Sorcerer.
1: As well as Rakuzen. Hello,
3: everybody. I'm Recusant. I play Mavet Sohafidosh, the monk wooden golem spore druid who helps keep the party together through thick and thin.
1: As well as Moo. Hello!
4: I play Seer, the fire genasi that the world very much hates all the time that is an alchemist artificer. And they have a little pet named Rascal, too.
1: Absolutely. So, just to uh, fill everyone in, this is going to be our uh, third little season here, our next leg in the journey for this campaign. And where we left off is the entire party within uh, these dilapidated ruins. And set before them is seven thrones with carved ruins underneath all of uh, each of the chairs, as well as a world map etched onto a wall with four sets of two symbols. The party has decided to pursue one of these symbols, which trace them to Lachis. That would be the ocean to the north and the ocean to the south. Now, where we're going to start this uh, little journey here is going to be a little strange and peculiar. But what, what I would like to do... Is kind of get into the zone here. Is it the danger zone? Let's kind of imagine a a silent montage here. The entire party talking with a familiar kenku, a woodpecker-looking birdman. And as we see uh, talks going back and forth with uh, wide gestures with the hands and wings... I kind of want to imagine we start off with uh, each one of the party members sitting down on uh, one of these uh, chairs, one of these thrones. And as the camera swivels from a visage of uh, the necromancer Phoenix, we linger onto an otter. Mega, because we're starting a new season here, I would like to ask a reminder what am I looking at here? What, what does your character look like as he sits down onto this throne?
2: Uh, as he is taking a seat on this throne, it's like, uh, now taking a seat a bit shorter, but like, uh, you would see a, it's like, uh, an anthropomorphic other individual. So uh, with, uh, with a soft brown fur, it's like, uh, and a bit of like, a a blonde tuft that he maintains on the top of his head. Um, it's like, uh, with his, like, a uh, five foot nine frame, like, you know, like, normally he would have been, like, slouching, but more recently he's been, like, standing, uh, a bit more uh, upright and, uh, the clothes he chooses to wear are very relaxed and, uh, loose-fitting. It's, uh, it's like a, like a nice, like, a pair of slacks and an open, uh, uh, uh purple button-up and he sits down just, like, uh,
5: I mean, I have been looking to sit down for a bit.
1: And uh, the camera follows uh, the woodpecker as we come across a woman with uh, pink hair by the looks of it. Nita, wh- yeah. what does this character look like?
0: I did change her outfit in my mind, but... um, So, she had has tan skin, uh, long salmon color hair with white at the tips. Her eyes are also salmon colored. And she's a little bit bodacious. Uh, what she's wearing, uh, she's keeping up with the shorts. She's so used to wearing shorts. It's nice where she used to live. Uh, with a thigh high boot with a mesh uh, tights underneath. Um, she has, like, half of a, hard to describe, uh, like a cowled top that fits snug on her body and It kind of covers, like, half of her uh, face and a jacket that drapes around her.
1: And just as a reminder, what's her name? Aluya. Aluya O'Block. The camera does a quick uh, uh, pivot from Aluya directly, 180, and towards the other side of uh, Peckins, this woodpecker person. We see a woman on fire sitting on one of the thrones, and I need to ask Moo, what does this character look like?
4: So, when you look upon Seer in this case, hmm. you will see, and I'll I'll be pretty descriptive this time instead of just giving the short description. I want you to imagine a five-seven woman, tall, charcoal black skin with long flame-like hair that wears very much a black form fitting clothes, very tight to the skin. They have yellow glowing cl- cracks ac- covering their skin and has bright orange scar on her face, which is on the left side. She has intense yellow eyes with black sclera. so basically you know how people have whites in their eyes? That's black instead.
1: And finally, Mavette. We finally see, uh, in uh, one of uh, the few empty chairs, a tree-like person. Mavet, you mind explaining your character? Yes,
3: Mavet is, while although very tall and bulky looking, he is very lightweight, made from a ashen-looking wood, more of a dark gray in color with spikes jutting about in the form of what you would think a old samurai armor would look like throughout his body you see open crevices where smoke is pouring out thanks to his rebirth um that was assisted by eddie so although he stands about 6'3 almost 6'4 he only weighs about 180 pounds um, due to him being so hollow on the inside even though his wood is typically dense.
1: Yes, as you all sit down on these thrones, we see uh, Peckins moving his head back and forth, kind of like the same uh, bob that you'd see from a rooster. As he goes to uh, the back wall, we see within uh, the white marble uh, clockwork insides, and we see the uh, feather grazing uh, past this uh, world map and hovering over uh, one of uh, the ruins. And as he hovers uh, one of his feathers over it, we see a reactive blue spark. Um, It has a very magical quality to it, as it looks like he expended a uh, spell slot. And as he does, we see the ruins begin to light up and glow underneath all of you. These... Ruins seem very archaic, very old. In fact, uh, yeah, I would say uh, uh, Seer, as uh, you uh, look at the ruins, they seem to be the predecessor, uh, alphabet, language to uh, what giants speak and write. Uh, And as these ruins uh, glow up, we see the sparks covering all of your bodies, beginning to eat away at you until you are nothing and the thrones appear empty, if not just for a moment. And as you all disappear, I'm going to see who I'm going to focus on first here. Well, that was an early TPK, but... It was nice playing with you guys. (laughs) Let's uh, switch up uh, the scene a little bit here. Do a little theater of the mind here. Cyril. As your body gets eating, uh, eaten up by this uh, blue spark, it's not it's not inherently electrical. You don't feel that zap. You do feel strange, though, as it eats at your fingertips, moves up your forearm, and just leaves nothing in its wake as it just consumes you. And your perspective, it changes very fast as the entire scene around you goes from from this outdoors view where you see uh, the grass moving along with the wind. You see uh, the ash in the wind. The heat of uh, the region you were once in dissipates as it's a lot more comfortable, a lot more tropical. You blink a couple times. And I cannot stress enough, seer when I say this, this is not a vision this is not your imagination. When you blink your eyes and reorient yourself, right before you is a wood elf with uh, cuffs on both of his hands, staring directly at you across the table. You look at the room you're in, and it is small. There is smoke in the air, and there is a door, and it is locked. See so here? as you look across the table at this wood elf, he is staring at you, expectantly. What do you do?
4: I assume that I'm no longer where I am now, looking to this wood elf.
1: The wood elf uh, quirks an eyebrow and just goes, What kind of tactic are you trying this time, Eric?
4: Suddenly you'll see deer look to their hands and arms. I'm guessing they are restrained.
1: Where are you looking?
4: Oh, I said the arms and like legs to kind of see if the restraints.
1: At the wood elf or at yourself? At myself. Uh, No, you are not restrained, but your skin is, yeah, it's dark. It's more pudgy, more masculine. And the clothes you're wearing are much different from what you remember.
4: I'll look to the... Your
1: your voice changed a bit, Eric? Uh, It didn't sound like that a couple seconds ago.
4: What am I supposed to sound like?
1: Mm. You know what? Never mind. It's not important. Can you let me out now? After
4: you retell me what we already talked about one more time.
1: Really, You really want me to go over it again? I mean, if you want to leave. For God's sake, Eric. I've gotten out of the game. I'm done. I I, I shouldn't be a suspect. All right? You're treating me like shit. I've been here for hours. Just let me go home.
4: Simple request for a simple task, yes. Oh,
1: Eric, you're busting my balls here.
4: And I'm going to keep busting them till you do what
1: I ask. For the last time, I didn't do anything. My, and he puts his hands up in the air and does air quotes. My people haven't done anything. I don't know what the hell is going on with you. And he motions his hand towards you. But I'm going to be very frank with you, Eric. Them, he's pointing to like corner of the room. They're a very rich company, and people like me can't really do much to people like them, all right? I'm not sure what you think we were doing with that magical equipment, but whatever we could have done isn't as bad as it is right now, okay? We did not fuck anything up, we didn't tamper with anything, and we sure as hell didn't fuck with the exports.
4: And yet sometimes it points to you. Do you have any theories of why? Ugh.
1: Look, I... I, I... I don't have any suspects, all right, and I sure as hell ain't gonna throw my own people underneath the bus. You see him tracing like his ear.
4: I mean, first off, what's a bus? But two, ultimately, I gotta have a name. That's just how it is gonna be. Mainly because you're right.
1: It's a it's a colloquial saying. I meant to say uh, throw underneath the carriage because there's no buses <laughs> yet. Yet. I'm working on it. Uh, you should see some of the stuff I got in my workshop. Okay, I, I'm sorry I cut you off. What the hell were you saying there, Moo?
4: All I just asked is, like, I need a name, though, because
1: not asking you to throw someone to Eric, be sacrificed. I, I ain't got no fucking names. You keep asking for a name. That's all I've been doing here is trying to give you a name, and I ain't got one.
4: Hey, away, 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 buddy boy. Hey, I'm talking over here. I'm walking over here. Cyril kind of continue like in this weird situation of being like, I'm in this awkward spot of like, I don't know what I'm in, nor do I know the context. So I got to dig deeper in their mind because if they somehow have access to something, they're going to be like, then let's start simple. Then can't throw people. Let's pick, let's say an area of some sort. You already mentioned that shipments and other things are disappearing and all these other things. Mm. where does it happen the most commonly? It's mainly because if that happens, it's kind of the situation where we need to figure out where,
1: and then we can narrow okay. it down the path. Eric, Eric, calm the hell down. Look, from what from what you've been telling me, the issue is, Frosthart, all right? There is nothing my tribe could have done to mess with the shipment that has already been shipped, all right? Eric went on that boat, Eric went up north and it already got to the sea elves. There is nothing we could have done to fuck with that shipment. Now, if you're having issues with that shipment, then you better bring it up to the fat otter himself. I'm so bad with names. What's the fat otter's name again? He just knits his brow.
4: Come on, Eric. You being serious with me? I'm playing. We've been here for way too long. I can't be exactly... Yeah.
1: You're losing your fucking mind if you forgot who James was.
4: I couldn't forget that. But I'm just saying it's just because, well, when I'm trying to find answers from you, I'm trying to find out details so I'm trying to see if I can make you slip. Because I don't want to deal with a liar. In fact, you can call me whatever you want.
1: Re- really good method Tell me how, how you are intending to break me here. Tell me about your tactics. I like this. Like this side of you, Eric. I might as well be honest. The first time you've been honest with me. Then,
4: are there any, like, documents about in, like, the room or anything like that?
1: Uh, no. Um, it doesn't appear that there's any, uh, documents on the table itself. Um, at most, I would say there is, uh, perhaps an item or two that you're not familiar with that's on, uh, the table itself. Uh, but no... But uh, uh, nothing, nothing uh, uh, that would identify uh, the situation uh, more, unless you uh, do check. Actually, uh, let me let me offer you check here. Is that? It is going to be an arcana check. Do you do anything with that, or do you prefer seventeen? I'll flash a genius to make it a plus six, so twenty-three. Okay, twenty-three. So he- here's the thing. Um, uh, a lot of. Uh, the items in front of you—you're not familiar with the uh, items itself. They seem uh, fairly new. What is interesting is you can assume uh, what they could possibly do. Um, so these uh, magic items—well, um, I shouldn't say magic items. I, like, uh, is better to say uh, these uh, uh, products that you, uh, see, uh, before you, uh, seem to be like a, a sort of technology specifically for communication, similar to, se- uh, Sending Stone, but a little bit more complex. It seems like, uh, whatever shipment this person is talking about is related to items that can do, uh, some, some form of communication. And, uh, the main reason I'm being a little bit vague about what these items look like is because there is an assortment of items. Like, there are many different, uh, versions that do similar or vastly different things. Whether it be short, uh, uh, short, uh, hand communication or long distance.
4: Dang. So, basically, if I play with them, I can figure out what's on them a little bit. Then, like, who's on the other side?
1: Well, that's the thing. If you want to play with it a little bit, uh, you just get static. And I think that might be, uh, you might, uh guess that might be uh, the reason that this situation is unfolding, is that it's not working, and uh, it looks like the blame is being casted on this in- individual who might know more about it.
4: You're gonna see Seer pick up one of these items, put it towards this person, and being like, simple thing. Say your name in there, and tell me what you hear when you hear back.
1: Being serious, Eric? I'm making a point. Takes a very wide breath. And I think he might even just say something along the lines of, Uh, looks, if if I do this for you, can I please go home? Uh, my, my pillow's getting cold.
4: After this last request and then one more question, you are free to leave. Breaking my balls, man.
1: Do you know the Muffin Man?
4: Would you rather me ask two more questions and then break them further?
1: He grabs the item, brings it close to his mouth, and goes... Aldir Thistlethorn. Is something supposed to happen here?
4: No, that's the point.
1: Usually, you would get a response back. We know this, Eric. We've been talking about it for hours.
4: Oh, I'm aware. And the thing is, the longer the silent goes, the more people are going to ask more questions, which means you're going to be battered even more later. Maybe not by me, maybe by someone else.
1: You, you know, Eric. You know, I, I've, I've had a problem with you for a while now. And you just see him, like, bringing up a, a little bit of a uh, rolled-up uh, cigarette. A little bit of blue tobacco there. And he begins to just light something in his hand until we see a cherry for him. Takes in a deep breath. You know what your problem is? You got too much time to pick on the little man. You ain't got a wife or a husband to keep you fucking busy. You lonely fuck. And he blows smoke in your face. You see, people like me... We actually have to work for a living and I have a family to support.
4: Leans back into the chair and being like, (laughs) I mean, if you really want me to be honest, then that really just means then you have more things to worry about where I don't really have to worry about the situation right now. I'm just doing my job. However, in your case, why I mentioned this silence part as they kind of like tap on the table is because ultimately who says they'll go after you?
1: Takes a drag off his little rolled up blue tobacco cigarette. And you, just to clarify, you're saying, uh, who's to say they won't go after you? You're suggesting the idea of a third party, Moo?
4: I'm suggesting a third party, and I'm also suggesting that there might be, they might not go after him. They might go after people he knows, personally. Insight
1: check, and I will offer you the roll.
4: All right, let's see it. I'm terrible with insight. We're going to find out, guys. Eddie, blow my dice.
1: They might go after your puppy. <laughs> yeah, he takes a drag from his cigarette, and you see the smoke lingering around his mouth.
4: I will roll now. Here we go. That is a dirty 20.
1: You see him hesitate for a second. Gears rolling in his head. Eyes start around slightly. And he, he uh, moves his uh, tongue around his uh, bottom lip, like uh, behind it. See his tongue poking out a little bit. You know, Eric... I have a feeling that if there is a uh, perpetrator here, a group, or even an individual, regardless if they come after me, if they don't come after me, I have a feeling, and he smokes a bit more, deep breath, (gasps) that you will come after my family too.
5: Really gotta quit smoking.
1: But uh, you do see, like, uh, Seer, that uh, you did throw him off guard here he does seem worried and it does seem like uh not only does he appear to be involved in some way it does appear that there is a third party amidst this that was the last question eric you gonna actually keep this promise i
4: mean after talking to you for so many hours why would not i not want to talk with you more however you could see why i kept asking for names
1: eric you said one question I answered your fucking question. Let me out. Thing is... Oh, here it comes.
4: I never asked the question. You just gave me the thing. My real question's coming.
1: God damn it, Eric. Ask your fucking question and let me go home. So, let's put it this way,
4: and then I'll ask it after. Would you rather A, know who's coming after you, A, me, where you would have time to prepare, be able to, you know, say goodbyes, I love you, the things that you enjoy, and make peace with yourself since I can give you a timer. Or would you rather be the other thing you've been holding me back from, the thing that I've been asking you numerous times that you would not tell me, that you would not show me. Would you rather them come after you, come after a lot of things, and leave it in entirely that you cannot avoid it, and there is no way to help you out because We're friends. I don't mind helping you out. I don't mind delaying things. They, on the other hand, the kind of like waving his hand up in the air, know for a fact that it could be unpredictable with them. So, when I ask for a name, I'm asking for that other side that you were not revealing. And I know you know. So don't lie to me or else I'll ask you more questions. Break your balls further. And held you in a spot where even your wife or child or whatever you hold loving to, such as your gerbils, then we don't know what will happen to them.
1: It's a shame. Bad combination, Eric. Really is. Having a small dick and no balls. See him. Smoking the cigarette. Uh, Let me uh, have a little bit of a press here. It sounds uh, more of an intimidation type of route that you're going with this, am I correct?
4: sadly yes because here's the thing i'm not persuasive nor am i intimidating so i might as well go the route where it's like if he's being interrogated you know for information that is vital to a company and wanting to know who the third person is it's kind of like this very much situation of like they're not gonna be nice after that because the big thing too is that he's been holding this information back and he just got caught by this person so that logically this person would start putting the irons on him
1: um, I will allow, I will allow, uh, intelligence being the ability score, uh, that uh, intimidation is coming from here. Intimidation.
4: All right. Let's see if I get a good one. Um, let's see. Five plus six. I'm just making sure because I got a six and then I'm a of genius for a 17.
1: Uh, what? I, I know I gave you like a very childish response to that, um, Let me me hear, like, uh, the final little thing that you do to press in the irons after he tells you, like, uh, you you ain't got no balls. I'm not the one stuck in the room, and I'm not the one that
4: doesn't know what's happening right now at this moment. And lastly, I'm not the only one that wants a piece of you. I'm just the nice one where I let you walk and I give you a five-minute head start versus the others where you step out that door and I have no clue what can happen to you.
1: Looks towards you, looks towards the door, takes a deep breath, and you just uh, hear underneath his breath, Quagmire. The name was Quagmire. And we're gonna fade to black with that. Move on to another player here. Who else but Quagmire? Eddie, as this spark, this blue spark begins to travel up your fingertip, up to your forearm, up your shoulder, leaving nothing in its wake. It is swirling around your body and eating you whole. As you... wouldn't put any words or actions inside of your uh, <laughs> character, but I would at least uh, say towards everyone here that the anticipation of pain... And the possible, you know, squint or wince for what's to come next might be reactionary. Might be just a uh, a reflex. But as you squint your eyes, look around you, you find yourself in an opulent room with a large master bed. Uh, well, I should say a... um. Yeah, Alaskan king size bed. One of the biggest ones (laughs) you could possibly fucking imagine. It is a huge bed. You see a balcony outside of the bedroom, along with uh, very expensive uh, curtains, windows that lead to said balcony. And there's an air of uh, familiarity here, as the architecture seems much like Owen's craft. Look around. Huh. This reminds me of Mom, Pop's room. At this moment, Eddie, you are alone in the room. What do you do? Uh, I guess you know, like a
2: naturally a bit on the confused side. So I guess maybe like, uh, has he ever had much opportunity to look through Mom, Pop's room?
1: Um, I would imagine being a rambunctious uh, kid like that, that. I could see that happening once in a great blue moon. I don't see you going in there every day, but you know. You're looking for dad or mom. It might be one of the first places you look. Uh, Does it look to be daytime or nighttime? It's daytime. and It is beautiful outside.
2: Uh, I guess then he would probably uh, take the opportunity to uh, go, like, get to look outside. See, because he hasn't really seen the view in a while, so.
1: Yeah. And it is at this moment, I would actually like for you to uh, paint the picture. And I'm going to transition the scene to... uh, what what the overall locale or uh, overview of uh this place looks like could you uh just give me a rundown this estate the city this place that you're at can you mind uh filling in the audience here
2: well, uh as he's kind of like looking outside like you know, like in the immediate surroundings it's like uh there seems to be a very uh lavish green space um it's like uh, that uh, appears to like uh, surround the uh, estate that he finds himself in. It's, uh, it's like uh, familiar enough, but like, you know, like, as he like looks beyond like uh, uh, the gate that divides uh, that estate from the rest, uh, looks out into a like what would be a very uh, modern-looking cityscape. Like, uh, off in the distance, to uh, various, um, like you know, like various, like even some like a more like of the of the taller sort of buildings. But like further
1: like uh, down as uh, this this spot appears to be a bit elevated. <laughs> and I would like to show you uh, what what this uh, uh, entire like place looks like here. Um, keep in mind, Eddie, if there's uh, any changes or any misconceptions that I've made with this map, you can definitely like uh, uh, point them out, correct them, and I can adjust accordingly. But for now. This is, uh, the place that, uh, you find yourself at within this map, this locale. Um, I know, uh, in particular, the font might be a little bit hard for you to read, but if you zoom in right there, that would be the estate that you find yourself in. Let's, uh, let's start putting people on the map here.
2: It's like, uh, again, just kind of like a looking from, uh, like a from a spot, like looking into, like, the, uh, the cityscape. It's like a, like a, like I would imagine that, uh possibly like uh similar to the estate uh some of the well uh, a fair amount of the uh the buildings like uh, down below have uh uh borrowed some particular design choices uh from uh, from Owen's work um uh, and you know like there appears to be like you know like any number of like it is a it is a very bustling like escape like there's a, a fair amount of um
4: uh
2: like uh like a like a trading like a you know, like a mm. happening about like uh and uh it's, uh and like while there are like uh, certain carriages uh it's like uh, i would imagine like intermixed among them appear to be like a uh, like uh some prototypes of what one might refer to as a horseless
1: carriage <laughs> mm. hell yes absolutely does it make any sounds like uh like what would i imagine if i heard this thing uh roll by it's
2: uh... So, uh, interestingly, uh, it's like, uh, it, it would still, like, uh, produce some, uh, some form of, uh, like, some form of exhaust, but not, like, an offensive amount of it, um, mm. but, like, the engine's actually, like, well, not engine, uh, like, uh, like, the, the thing is quiet, <laughs> it's, like, uh, aside from, uh, aside from, like, you know, like, any noise it's making as, it's, like, rolling it down, much like any other carriage, mm. it's, uh, like, it appears that, like, whatever is, like, running this thing, uh, it doesn't, like, require any other, like, uh, apparatuses or moving parts that would create sound.
1: Okay. I like that. Yeah. And, uh, how, how, give me a little insight on Eddie, seeing these familiar sights being within a familiar place. You've been away from home for a hot second. Uh, how is Eddie feeling?
2: Yeah, because I'm trying to think about, like, how long it's been since he's been home, uh, considering. Even I mega am not sure about the timescale for how long he's been gone. Uh,
1: <laughs> uh it, it's so uh the venture itself um took over the span of I believe uh two to uh, uh two and three months. Uh it is up to your personal preference how long you were in holding uh before you were enlisted for uh the hangman. So whatever uh yeah, yeah, for how uh, however, long if you thought if you think uh, Eddie was immediately arrested and uh, put forth through this program immediately, then it would be three months. If uh, you think he was in holding more, or if you think uh, there was more strings being pulled uh, for Eddie or a longer process, it could be like an additional six months, a year. Uh, in some cases, like Nita, it was uh, two years prior.
2: Um, I imagine that in his case, um. Uh... A lot of tape was attempted, so like you probably would have had an extended holding. Um, It's like, uh, but probably not as long as like a few years, because like I mean, I'm not sure necessarily about like uh, uh, the legal structure, but uh, like uh, considering the uh, the gravity of uh, of the stuff that he would have been arrested for, like there probably would have been something of a push to not extend it for longer than they could, because the longer it went, the easier it would have been for something to happen.
1: <laughs> hmm. Okay. So what are you thinking in total? Just to reiterate one more time.
2: All right. Then we'll say, uh, if I probably just include the fact that, uh, they probably would have gotten him, uh, actually like, uh, while he was away from home, like, uh, I'll say he was, but he's been gone for a year.
1: <laughs> okay. That's good. I like that. Yeah. So it's been about a year. And, uh, what, what is the smell of this island or this, uh, place?
2: It's like, a. uh, uh I would say like you know like because of like the specific uh spot that he's at currently like uh, it would smell mm-hmm. something a bit of a mix of um mm. uh of like the sea salt air but also like the uh uh floral scents it's like uh you know, like a like a like a fun mixture of like those two smells like you know like permeating the area although like probably like uh, going down to like uh the cityscape itself there's probably like a bit of a mix of like uh, other sorts of smells but you know like the fun kind of of smells, like, uh, I mean, obviously there's the, uh, the occasional, like, uh, smoke from, uh, uh, from the horseless carriages, but, you know, but there's, like, you know, uh, like, you like, uh, baking bread, um, or perhaps even, um, uh, you know, like, there's probably, like, you know, like, a few, like, you know, smiths interspersed, you know, throughout, so, like, you know, like, if, you know, like, if they have, like, a window open, like, you know, probably a mix of that, so, you know, like, uh, close to the cityscape, um, we're probably looking at, like, you know, like, those chords kind of have more urban smells, uh, but, like, up where he's at, it's just, you know, a nice mix of, like, uh, sea salt and
1: floral scents. How is Eddie feeling now that he's back, these senses are, uh, coming to him, he's seeing something familiar? I'd say he's
2: feeling very nostalgic, and on the, on the note of, like, smells, he probably, like, you know, like, takes a good inhale. It's, uh, and probably because he's used to doing it this way, he would probably try to see if he can uh, uh, reach for uh, reach for his pen <laughs> I and mean, like you know, and give that like uh, like a nicest thing as well.
1: Yeah, you uh, reach for the pen and you absolutely have it. It's just uh, your hand seems a lot more feminine than what you remember. It does still look like an otter, though.
5: Huh, that's weird. Did I lose weight?
1: You even uh, see what's uh, the equivalent of. A, uh, ring on your uh, left finger, or I should say, left hand ring finger. I don't
5: remember putting this on.
1: Yeah, you interact with it.
2: Uh, yeah, like you know, looking at it curiously, just uh, like uh, reaching over and kind of like you know, like turning it about.
1: Yeah, you uh, attempt to interact with it, and as you do, uh, your hand phases through it. What I
5: didn't even smoke yet,
1: <laughs> maybe just like just like the hand, like go through, like, ooh. Goes there again? Mm. Vroom, vroom, vroom. <laughs> 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 yeah. As you're uh, playing around with it, uh, you do hear like uh, from either a nearby room, possibly in the hallway. You hear a "Murran, Murran, where are you, Murran?" You just hear echoing through the hallway here. like by
2: looking over in like that direction. It's like
1: it's
2: uh, like. Oh, it's like, uh, he kind of like, you know, like, uh, starts like, uh, making his way like in the direction of the voice. Cause like, uh, it's, uh, presumably a familiar voice. It's just like, it's
5: like, uh, finally I can talk to the one. Someone.
1: Um, just out of curiosity, uh, I know you mentioned your posture before. Are you still slouching as you walk? Um, no, he's standing up straight. Okay. Yeah. As you, uh, go out, you do see what appears to be an obese otter. Let me show you a picture of this man.
4: <laughs> An obese otter is something I can't visualize.
1: <laughs>
2: well, you know what? They'll definitely float. Yeah.
1: Show it to all of you. You guys uh, see a uh, otter. He has a very pudgy face, a very big stomach. He has a uh, purple uh, tie with a floral design on it, and he's wearing a suit that doesn't it, it's tailored to his form but you can tell that it keeps having to get like a re-tailored, or uh he has to get new suits to like uh, get get around his uh, uh plump shape and uh you just uh, see him with a uh, bit of a uh, cigar in his mouth and uh yeah un- unless i'm mistaking eddie I I should be uh correct with this. There should also like uh he should be capable of having a uh, shadowy figure himself. Am I correct with that? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh yeah, I'm gonna say like following uh Eddie's uh call, this uh shadowy figure of uh, smoke looks a lot like uh uh the plump man himself. But what's funny is When you uh, open the door, Eddie, and see this uh, otter in the hallway, you see him opening up a door, a shadowy form appearing in front of another door in the hallway. Then once uh, the fat otter looks around, is dissatisfied, he disappears from his original location, goes to the other door because he's too good to walk, (laughs) opens another door, (laughs) and repeats (laughs) the process of pooping door to door to door to door. (laughs) Like, Marianne! Marianne, where are you? His eyes are squinting, and uh, what's funny is with how he squints his eyes and how aware he uh, he is of his surroundings, he actually does not see you open the door and keeps checking doors, progressively making his way to the master bedroom.
5: It's, uh, hey, pops,
1: what's up? And just stops, looks over towards you. Ah, oh, Marianne, and he. He uh, does a little bit of a waddle over and uh opens his uh arms in for a hug. My dear, my dear and he puts his arms around you for a hug. It's like uh he hugs back. Yeah. Oh my dear and gives you a smell and he's just like, Oh not wearing any uh perfume today. It's fine, dear, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mary Am where, where have you been? I haven't seen you. I I have uh, such incredible news to tell you. It's about our shipment. uh Was it like a good shipment? Yeah. Raises a brow. You're talking quite weird, dear. What's happening? You have a cold.
5: A, no, I think I'm pretty.
2: And then I kind of like, like I think it's probably in this moment where he's like starting to like actually put the pieces together. He's like,
5: yeah. Oh. This is trippy. Oh, Mar-
1: Marianne, do you, do you need a, a servant to bring you a cold towel? Perhaps, uh, something, and he puts his, like, uh, little furred paw against your forehead and just goes, oh, you're not burning up. Oh, look, NT. No, sorry, I was
5: like, I think I was having a bit of an out-of-body experience.
1: Look, Marianne, I, I know you're worried about Hattie, but he, he can survive on his own. He's a strong and noble otter. He's growing into a proper heir for this family. You you don't need to worry about him. This is this is ruining your health. You uh, here here, my dear, and he grabs you by the hand, pushing you by uh, the other shoulder very gently. Just goes perhaps you could. Do with uh, a walk in the garden, and he begins to drag you down the hallway.
0: I'm sorry. Uh, who is the person that Marianne slash Eddie shouldn't be worried about?
1: Eddie. Oh, the, nice. the character he it is playing.
0: <laughs> sound like Eddie. It sounds like somebody
1: else. Okay,
5: uh, Eddie. <laughs> uh, a walk through the park does sound nice or
1: garden. I know what it,
5: <laughs> I know what words are. <laughs>
1: It's fine, I know what words are as well I, I'm a proper smith of words, I say I say <clears throat> Yes. <clears throat> he,
5: you know what, I do remember reading your
1: poetry <laughs> And uh, once you uh, get to the stairs He immediately teleports down to uh, like <laughs> The midsection of uh, the flight of stairs You know what I'm talking about <laughs> uh-huh. He is waiting for you to come down the stairs to him <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, just like and Eddie having like a bit more of a uh uh getting a firmer grasp of the weird situation he's in. It's like uh Rolens is like, I do have to walk, don't I?
1: <laughs> <laughs> and and uh the the obese otter says back, yes I know it's a terrible curse that we have to walk. <laughs>
2: So like in and like a like it starts meeting him at like midway through the stairs and I'm just assuming that he immediately teleports to the bottom half.
1: Yes. <laughs> yeah. It and this uh keeps going along and it does take an actual while to reach the garden, like five minutes of walking, perhaps uh ten. Um as you uh both of you make your way to uh the garden, um it would be uh the center uh I'm trying to think of the proper term within like an estate for uh, the center portion of a uh, manor that's uh, open. Uh, would it be a courtyard? Um...
2: Oh yeah, it'd be a very nice courtyard. So like yeah. that, I mean, like they have like a full estate.
1: Uh... Yeah, I'm trying to think if that's the proper word. If that's the case, then yes, uh, within this courtyard we see like a very very nice uh, garden, and I would even go so far as to say as like uh, we could probably even still see like remnants of uh, Eddie's. Uh, care from uh, the yeah, I would say the beginning of uh, uh, this season, which is uh, reaching its end. I want to imagine maybe a couple mushrooms here and there a lot of beautiful flowers. They seem to be uh, somewhat alive and sentient but not hostile or mean. And definitely not like uh, the Venus flytraps that you've seen. And he is just bringing you along, bringing you along until you uh, both get center of this garden and he sits you down on a bench and just goes, "Arian." Are you doing all right, my dear? And he feeling you about, like, uh, touching your shoulders, your arms, just, like, trying to get a grasp on you.
5: Uh, yeah, I'm feeling okay. Uh, you were saying something about the shipment?
1: Oh, yes, dear. dear. I, I know. I, I just want to help you with your sleep. <sighs> no need to worry. I have some of the best minds on this island uh, trying to uh, take care of that bad shipment. Trying to figure out uh, what the roots of that shipment was. We we can't have that, uh, adding any more of a smudge onto our name. I just want to let you know that we will be fine. We won't have to down class. We won't be losing any money. Not at all. Perish uh, the thought.
5: well, I wouldn't imagine so. Because, like, I mean, it's only supposed to get bigger,
1: right? Yes. Yes, indeed. Mm. And you, uh, see him. You see him uh r- rubbing his uh paw uh, across his uh, neck as he goes, yes, yeah, yes, only supposed to get bigger so like
5: mm. what have they found out about the bad shipment
1: i i I should be getting news i uh, on this very evening they they have a man in holding at the moment that's being questioned and uh, hopefully he can give us a bit more information on what exactly happened. Yeah, it's just, I, I keep trying to call those damn elves and uh, something is wrong. I uh, just can't get a connection over there. Uh, uh, it's frustrating, my dear, it's frustrating. And you see him rubbing his temples.
5: Something is happening with the elves?
1: Uh, yes. Uh, up north, uh, the damn sea elves. Uh-huh. Uh, quite busy with that uh, war they're playing in, but uh, thankfully it's been uh, fairly lucrative for us. (laughs) Yes, just uh, to help with uh, expanding the network and uh, uh, giving them uh, uh, this and that and uh, bobs and bibbits and what have you. you. Just see him getting lost in his own words. But essentially from what you can tell is uh, your family might be uh, uh, giving a, a form of equipment or supplies to a, a nation. A close by nation. Yeah, sir. I, I'm hoping we can iron out this issue. It's bad for profit to have any hiccups. And you see him grabbing out a handkerchief and touching his matted fur.
5: Uh, yeah, you've always been really worried about the numbers.
1: Just looking over towards you. Gives you a raised brow. Marianne, do, do we need to bring you to a doctor? A cold is kicking in hard, and you've just been acting a bit strange. In fact, you're reminding me of our son. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean to bring him up again.
5: Uh, I mean, I, I have it on pretty good authority.
1: He's fine. Well, well, that's quite bored of you. You've been worried day and night. <laughs> and now you... You seem a bit more confident, actually. What came over you?
5: Uh, Let's just say it's been a very enlightening
1: few days. (laughs) Come here, my dear. And he gives you like a little bit of a nice hug. It's okay, we'll make it through this. You always had the best hugs. You see him blush. (laughs) And uh, I kind of want to imagine we uh, transition as we uh, fade to black from the scene. All right, Uh, Rakuzent, Nita. Odds or evens? Odds. Gotcha. This <laughs> is like she seems so desperate. <laughs> odds. 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 It is odds. Okay, you ready? Uh, Leah, this one's actually gonna be, uh, I know these are all a little weird. The, yours in uh, particular is gonna be a little weird.
0: she thinks Okay.
1: Uh, just out of curiosity, Omega. Um, would this, uh, a place, uh, that we find ourselves in? Uh, specifically, uh, the city itself. You said there's a lot of uh, tall buildings. Uh, what would be the tallest building?
2: Mm, uh, the tallest building, uh, I would actually imagine to be the designated uh, trade center.
1: <laughs> okay, designated trade center. Uh, give me, yeah, give me a little bit of an idea of what happens here besides what I think it says on the tin. Uh, is would this be the equivalent of a uh, bazaar hosted in a building or? Is this more? It's a, it is a multi-purpose
2: building that, in addition to like uh, like local commerce, uh, it's also like very heavily invested in uh, in some of the uh, other like a uh, uh, commercial goings on between this island and the rest of the world. <laughs> so it's like a trade hub and also arguably um, uh, a transportation hub as well. Okay, beautiful. Um, yeah. Uh, how tall is that building? Hmm. I would have to say that's hard to judge. Actually, it's like uh, it's like a, it would be tall, but I think also due to the nature, I think it would also have to be wide. Uh, so as a result, like couldn't it be too tall. Uh, maybe hmm. <laughs> I don't know, maybe somewhere in the ballpark of like uh, 15 plus stories, perhaps.
1: Okay, <laughs> 15 plus stories. Holy shit! Um, let me get the footage on that. Okay, 150 feet. Gotcha. All right. So the building is about 150 feet up. Why that's important is because our camera focuses on the side of the building. Again, much like uh, Owen's uh, architecture, since this is a uh, fairly important building as well. It's reminiscent of uh, the dungeon you guys found yourselves in. Um, as the camera keeps climbing and climbing, we uh, see like uh, the city street then the tops of buildings then further in the distance like distant tree, tro- uh, te- tree tops and uh, sandy shores then finally getting high enough where we just see like uh, a ever expanding ocean and on top of this building like uh, uh I would say like on a uh I wouldn't say a window sill but uh a little bit down from the top of this uh, building onto a ledge, we see Aluya with uh, the air going through uh, your hair. And as you look down Aluya, you kind of get that Mobius effect, that disorientation of like uh, the ground coming up to you very fast, then going back down from the uh, whiplash of going from sitting in a chair to a modern city here. As you uh, stand up, you're in an uncomfortable position where your hand is uh, holding o- off to like a, a little bar to the side. And your position is like you're ready to jump. As you look down, you do see a crowd of uh, people. Uh, one constable in uh, particular uh, holding something against his uh, mouth, amplifying his voice as he says, Don't do it, son! You have a lot to live for!
0: i'm freaking out i'm not sure what is happening right now uh could someone catch me no no
1: (laughs) no please don't jump don't jump
0: (laughs) i am in a predicament and i'm not sure what to do but it doesn't seem good so if someone could help me that would be great
1: we have men on their way please secure your position
0: Where the fuck am I supposed to go? I'm on a ledge. This is as secure as I'm going to get.
1: Sir, I'm going to need you to keep calm and listen to my instructions.
0: Well, I know I'm pretty high up, but don't call me sir.
1: I guess you won't be able to see his expression, but there is a notable silence. Excuse me?
0: Your silence makes things really uneasy.
1: Just, uh, and he seems to hesitate for a moment and says, uh, ma'am, or uh, just hold on to your position and don't do anything drastic. We can talk.
0: I'm talking right now, but listen, if your people can move faster to get me off of this ledge, much appreciated.
1: Uh, sir, uh, ma'am, uh, we we have men uh, coming up there right now. You just need to be patient it's 150 feet up i mean he looks like he just did a little flub up it's not that high up you need to calm down hold on to something and please for all that is holy do not jump
0: why would i jump
1: <laughs> as you scream that the wind is uh whipping around you and uh uh, again, Louie, I'm not sure if you've been like uh, high up in uh, unexposed air, but like uh, when you don't have anything to buffet the wind, like trees or buildings and what have you, the wind is extremely fucking strong. And in this case, being on one of the tallest buildings, like that wind wants to blow you off, even though uh, downward. Uh, it looks nothing more like a breeze. To you, it is just whipping hard, trying to blow you off of the uh, ledge. In fact, you actually see, like, a, a seagull coming up to you, going, mm-hmm. and almost look, looking like it wants to peck at your hand.
0: Oh, shoo, shoo, I nothing here for you. Oh, he guide me. Get this bird away. Somebody come and help me, please. Roll me in 1d100. Okay.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Oh, your god doesn't come to save you, but as it pecks your hand, it immediately dies and fries.
0: Oh, that's what you get, you little shit!
1: <laughs> yeah, you just hear it go, Roo! and it begins to fall and hits the ground. And again, the person in charge of talking to you stares at the ground with open confusion, just going, Did that bird just fry? <laughs> just looking down at it, looking back up at you, Not looking you down at it. What
0: are you worried about? like uh, maybe you come up here too and get me down
1: uh, ma'am I'm just trying to keep you calm we have people on their way please just keep people, talking with me
0: because I'm on a ledge what's the issue here I don't know how I got
1: here and you see him talking to a person on the side and again the mic is still alive and you hear something along the lines of uh, can't hear
0: you speak up
1: uh- I'm sorry. I'm just trying to adjust, ma'am. Your, your requests and uh, your needs have uh, changed drastically in the last couple seconds here, and we're trying to accommodate. Please bear with us.
0: Accommodate what? I just want to get the fuck off the ledge.
1: Well, first of all, uh, ma'am, this was in. uh, It it appeared that you were trying to uh, make a point. To, uh do a bit of a protest against the uh Hayes family in town uh threatening to kill yourself
0: no the fuck I would not hey i I know that name oh is that Eddie no yes but still I would not be up here no
1: e- everyone knows the name ma'am
0: <laughs> you don't have to say it like that okay
1: I apologize <laughs> but uh I think uh, he might even say. But uh, what what we're trying to adjust from is uh, you, not only did you, uh, uh, excuse me, what is your name, ma'am?
0: Well, what does that matter? I just need to get off. Just please, this conversation should not be happening. I should be on the ground, not like from jumping, going splat, but like gently being taken down, touching the floor and being okay.
1: Uh, Ma'am, we'll do everything in our power to make sure you get down safely. Uh, And you just see him talking more to the side, talking more to the side. Then he just goes, just to uh, confirm, uh, one thing with you, miss.
0: Hey, Janet, if you must.
1: Uh, Okay, that uh, Janet?
0: Yes, Janet Jackson. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Janet Jackson. I love the amount of venom that you (laughs) put with that. I'm sorry, it's just we were under the impression that your name was, uh, Litheral Whisperwind. It was just... It, you, Janet? <laughs> it's
0: just... Litheral is a name?
1: It was the one you gave us, ma'am.
0: That's a dumb name. Get me off this building.
1: <laughs> okay. I'm actually going to need, uh, uh, something from you. We're gonna need a bit of a, uh... I'm gonna say what this one is... Yeah, what... Yeah. I'm going to say like a uh, dexterity save here. Just because you're on top of the building, there are winds uh, going about and is making this very hard. I will give you the roll.
2: I just didn't realize you wandered onto an SNL sketch.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's how I'm picturing it in my head, too. <laughs> All right. Well, thankfully, you uh, keep your uh, footing. You don't slip. Uh, and eventually, you do see like uh, uh, Two men. Uh, getting up, like uh, uh, up to your uh, position, they appear to have uh, one. Uh, one looks like a human, and one uh, has uh, elvish ears. And uh, they wear like a uh, a strange uniform, like uh, imagine like a a very uh, dark uh, purple. And uh, each one of them has badges. They start to approach you and uh, just go sir uh, are you okay we're here to help
0: don't know I did not know I was that masculine looking just can you grab me and when you grab me I just want to say I'm sorry but grab me quickly
1: uh, y- yes yes sir and uh, both of them uh reach out your uh reach out their hands to grab you do you grab their hands
0: uh, I'm not gonna grab their hands I'm gonna grab their arms
1: <laughs> okay <laughs> um I- <laughs> I'll have them um, make two saves at disadvantage here make sure it's a one that's a three all right and uh roll me uh, a d12 please oh okay mm, just let me check one thing check that hp <laughs> <laughs> you mind explaining how you knock out both of these guys <laughs> with the nine damage because they both failed their saves against your touch
0: <laughs> so I go to grab them, and just the moment where I make full contact, you see the sparks fly, and it's like, once contact has actually been made, you see, like, a tree branching electricity shoot out to their arms, to their heads, and see a little smoke, and they both go down.
1: <sighs> they're knocked out for four hours. <laughs> yeah, they're like... Uh... Don't worry, ma'am, we got you. And you just hear that electricity, that spark, and both of them dropping onto the ground. And uh, I'm actually going to need like a dexterity save from you as well. One more, just because this was a lift intended to pick you up. And uh, the grip, the tension to lift you up immediately went slack. So please give me one more dexterity save.
0: I don't know if I can use it, but I have one more charge on my ring if necessary. To pass.
1: <laughs> well, okay. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, just to paint the picture, we see two men come up, offer their uh, hands. You grab them by their forearm to try to lift you up. And as they begin to pull on contact, and as you jump up, like uh, they immediately go unconscious and knock out on the roof, letting you go. And as they let you go, you begin to fall. Grabbing on to uh the ledge during your descent. Your hands just holding on to this ledge from a hundred and fifty footfall. If you don't want to use that like ring of evasion that you got.
0: Definitely want to use it. I don't feel like being a pancake.
1: Okay, there you go. If that's the case, uh tell me like how you get back to your initial position.
0: Uh I think uh, with the the gauntlets you gave me, right? It was it gauntlet?
2: Oh, the gauntlets of ogre, sh- ogre strength?
0: Yeah, I will, um, really put out this, the uh, use these gauntlets to the full effect. It's like, oh, dear god, sir, please make this work. And I just concentrate and I try to lift my body up just using the sheer strength I have got with these new gauntlets.
1: Yeah, hell yeah. And you do so. And do you hear the man, uh down on the street level go, Are you okay, ma'am?
0: Uh, seeing the two bodies on the floor now, uh, I'll just do a thumbs up and try to run so they don't know what I have done.
1: Okay, so you're running away. <laughs> run away. Run away. Okay, I need to ask. Yeah, yeah, I need to ask. Okay, so, like, light- uh, honestly, I would have hand waved this if it wasn't for uh, Mega stating this is a building for com- uh, commerce. Like, like if, I am correct with that, right, Mega? Th- this is where a lot of business is dealt. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I need to hear from you, Luya. How the hell are you getting away from like all this? Uh, it doesn't look like they evacuated the building.
0: I mean, I'm just I'm just kind of running down.
1: Okay, running downstairs. Yep.
0: Uh, I get to the bottom.
1: Oh well, hang, hang on. You're skipping. You're skipping a couple steps here. I want to hear a couple things first. Uh, first of all, are you stealthing, or do you not care if people see you?
0: I don't care. I'm just trying to get down. Why would I? Want yes, to, ma'am. I want to go down.
1: Just making sure because uh, people are watching you run down. And just going. Is that the man? Really? And you just keep running down, running down. Yes, you get to ground level. What do you do then?
0: Thank you for assisting me. Um, I'm not sure what happened or how i appeared there but thanks for the assist i will say those two guys decided to take a nap at the worst time maybe wake them up in a few hours i don't know but i'm going to go thank you so much you do you bye where am i
1: We can say you ended up in some alleyways here, and if your uh, intentions is just to escape and run away, we can uh, transition away from you. Is that all right? Yes. All right. My vet, you there, buddy? Sorry it took so long to cycle back to you.
3: It's all good.
1: My vet, dear tree boy, for you, during uh, this uh, teleportation, the spark was more similar to, say, a fire. Made of uh, blue flames that traveled up your forearm, uh, across your fingertips, and ate away at your branches and leaves until there was nothing left. As your biology is quite weird, it is just immediate cut. There is no blink. It is just from point A to point B. As you find yourself on a sidewalk, sitting down, looking... At a street, you see horseless carriages, and uh, down uh, the street, even further, you hear uh, echoes of an amplified voice saying, Don't jump. To your left, right across from you, on a table with a uh, small meal and uh, two brews of coffee, you see a man leaning in towards you, giving you a dreamy expression. And he's elvish in nature. Uh, hello there. And he seems absolutely, uh... Yeah, stunned. He'd be, uh, stunned for a second. And he just goes, That wasn't, uh, quite the response I was looking for.
3: What did you want me to say? Yes! Yes.
1: Oh! Thank you so much, dear. It's been so long since I've been... I've been, I've been waiting for a moment like this. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I can see it now. A house, three children, a beautiful, beautiful woman by my side, and oh, the docks. We're going to have so many docks.
3: Where is this beautiful woman?
1: You're <laughs> so modest, dear. Talking about you. Okay. I
3: think you need to fix your eyes.
1: Well... My eyes are broken, I never want them fixed. and gives you a lovely smile. <laughs> this guy's laying it on thick. <laughs> yeah, he, he wants. Uh,
3: usually you want to fix things that are broken, so that's a little weird. You people are weird.
1: you bit of a raised eyebrow. And I think uh, he would say, my, my dear Penel- uh, Penelope, would you care to extend this date a little further? Perhaps me and you on the coast? Wiggles' eyebrows. I look
3: around to see if I see this Penelope.
1: You do not, but as you uh, look around at your body, you do have a flesh color to you. You have dark skin.
3: Oh, nice. My body feels different.
1: Very thin. You have a very thin shape to you.
3: Am I wearing clothes?
1: You're wearing a very beautiful red dress. And it has a floral design on top of it as well.
3: Well... It seems I am now Penelope. Let us go to the coast.
1: <laughs> You're so funny, dear. And uh, I think uh, he actually uh, taps his finger onto uh, the table. But uh, of course, we're not going to leave until the bill is paid, right? Looks at you expectantly.
3: Uh, do I have a satchel or a backpack?
1: Uh, whatever equipment Mavette had.
2: I know we just met at this Arby's, but...
3: um. I pennylope do not have money to pay for this meal that appeared
1: but what are you what are you talking about dear you're you're rich
3: I must have dropped my adventurer's pack my whatever pennylope carries with money
1: dear you your your name is worth gold here um
3: pennylope 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 pennylope. I shall Giving take my you gold. a
1: very strange expression and wide eyes. What was that, my bet? One more time.
3: Now where's the gold? If my name is worth it.
1: Uh, dear, your your humor is uh, is very uh, very humorous, and you can see that you're visibly making this person uncomfortable.
3: Are you uncomfortable?
1: No. Oh dear, I I'm just starstruck. I blinded by the future I see before me. You see that original smile begin to dim a bit.
3: Do you like this new skin
2: I have?
1: <laughs> I gotta walk away from that. That
4: that killed me. I, I'm sorry. <laughs>
2: it's like, I knew, I knew I shouldn't have been looking for dates at Arby's. Check on the Taco Bell.
1: My dear Penelope, your skin is as soft as velvet. And you see that, like, you're taking the wind from the sails, and this sounds a bit rehearsed.
3: I'm pretty sure this is skin, not velvet. But okay, um, I will drink the coffee on the table, both of them.
1: You uh, do so. Um, just out of curiosity, um, do, like uh, your original biology, how did uh, food go through you before? Does it stay in? Does it come out? How does water, like, uh, affect you? Liquids, I should say.
3: It it, it would. Well, I have holes, so some would pour out of the holes, but it would basically soak into my wood, and then as it got hotter, it would just evaporate out.
1: Yeah, so we see that, like, uh, yeah, uh, your wood becomes a bit more thick. But our good it went friend went straight to uh, my trunk. Yeah. yeah, went straight to your trunk. Uh, trunk here. Um, but yeah, the man still looks. He looks apprehensive, but he still looks like he wants to lead you to. Uh, Uh, the coast. Mm.
3: Is the water salty there?
1: (laughs) Dear, you're on an island. Of course it's salty. Mm.
3: I prefer fresh for my roots. Uh, fingers.
1: It's it's always important to remember your roots, and I'm glad at least that stuck with you.
3: (laughs) So who do I tell my name to to pay for this?
1: We're going to have to talk to the waiter, and, uh... Waiter!
3: Waiter!
1: Um as you do so you do see a uh, in in particular like uh this person is a, a wood elf with a very nice uh, white uh dress shirt uh cuff links at uh, uh both of the wrists and uh black uh slacks and as he uh, uh comes up he uh, takes out a, a notepad and he just says Ru, "would you like anything else?"
3: "uh no, we're good. um penny Lope. And I get up and motion the man to <laughs> join me. Take yes, your gold.
1: I, un- I understand your name. Are-, are you going to be paying for your meal today?
3: This man said my name is worth gold. I assume at least more than one, perhaps less than 500.
1: Madam, and he does a bow. If you wish, we can send off a... And he looks visibly confused, and like this, this is probably the first time he's had to do this. Or a uh, a person of your uh, supposed stature, Mavet. But he goes, "Shall I send the bill to your home?"
3: Yes, send all the bills to my home.
1: Oh, uh, all the bills! Looks around at the full cafe.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, and tell them Penelope. They shall be happy with the
1: gold. As you wish, my lady, and you <laughs> see that your date is visibly shocked. Like Oh I I knew that you had money. You huh. wouldn't doubt it for a second. And he <clears throat> strains out his uh, strains out his clothes, offers his hand, and just goes, My lady
3: I I offer him my back to hop on like a piggyback.
1: Yeah, I imagine you're crouched slightly and turned over. Imagine like a a, a small woman with uh, black skin, a very beautiful like a uh, uh, hairstyle. Um, I'd imagine like uh, the braided back uh, a ducktail, and she is kneeling down with high heels, offering this gentleman <laughs> a piggyback ride, <laughs> just to establish the scene. Um, yeah. My my dear, Apparently she's very down to trot right now <laughs> my 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 dear i I wouldn't be so bold as to ride you. Could you just hold my hand?
3: Isn't that what you humans usually do though ride each other?
1: I'm not sure what humans do, but in the elven community, we don't ride each other like that unless that is normal for your culture.
3: <laughs> I reach out and touch his ears. And then touch my elvish. Okay, you can't ride me. Let us go to the coast.
1: Okay, still holding out hands for you to hold.
3: If I give you gold, can we not hold hands? Oh
1: God! <laughs> and he seems very ecstatic with that. As Penelope, let us go. <laughs> and yeah, uh, uh, follows uh, follows your uh, football. So let let's uh, go over a couple things as you guys uh, proceed with. Uh your day first of all uh if it hasn't been uh if a connection hasn't been made already i'm going to uh reaffirm it uh treat this as a uh a variant spell of uh disguise self for the most part um with a, a few tweaks to it um for the most part it should follow uh the spell as is um towards uh, everyone's uh, experience so far It looks like uh, you have all uh, replaced a person on this island. From uh, Eddie replacing uh, uh, his uh, mother to uh, Aluya replacing a person uh, uh, high on top of a a building. The disguises themselves, weirdly enough, uh, depending on where you guys are at or what you're doing does eventually wear off and i need to ask does anyone take any precautions or does everyone go about their day like nothing's wrong i'm
3: good i'm going to the coast
4: i am i am as cautious as hell because i know for a fact it's like this something's wrong so i might as well have the sky well not the sky self but altar self and my spell list ready to roll
1: okay that's perfectly fine more importantly aluia you're a very in- important individual here um how are you handling the situation what are you doing
0: uh in my alleyway um i don't think that i have really noticed that my body has changed or paid much attention to what just happened to me physically yeah i
1: was gonna say at any time if you look down at yourself you will see that uh you will see that your you have hair on the back of your hands. Uh, well, first of all, like uh, you seem to have uh, more body hair. Uh, you have uh, a blonde uh, uh, type of hair, and you seem a little bit more. Uh, everything seems a, a little bigger. Whether it just be like odd parts on your body, such as your forearm, your hands, your uh, feet—they're just a bit bigger.
0: And if I like go to touch my arm, I just. Go through it?
1: Yeah. You go through it till you touch your actual arm.
0: Interesting. Is there, like, any shiny thing? Like, something that's, like, mirror reflective?
1: You, like, if you're walking through alleyways and what have you, you would eventually find, like, a broken mirror.
0: Oh, shit. I'm a man. That makes more sense now. Um, boy. How do I hide this? Um, is there anything, like, Old scraps or linen or anything in the alleyway that I can use to like cover myself?
1: Yeah, absolutely. You uh, cover yourself in a makeshift cloak of linens and uh, discarded clothes?
0: I will hunch over like I'm an elderly person.
1: Okay. If that's how you handle the situation, Seer, uh, how are you handling your situation? You said you had uh, Alter Self on hand. Like, when are you procking it? Before it wears off, when you feel it feels like you're about to wear off? Like, how are you setting yourself up here?
4: Well, first, I'm gonna look in a mirror so I know what I look like.
1: Yeah, you look like a, uh, you have, uh, mutton chops, uh, you have thin-rim, uh, round glasses, you're a bit of a, uh, pudgier man, and, uh, you have, uh, the cheeks of an alcoholic.
4: Okay, and nice this leads and to my next- This leads to my next question that I might not know, and you could say I don't know. So if I switch spots with someone, where is the other friend? You don't know? Oh no, this is going to be so bad if they're like all the way in the middle of fuck nowhere. Um, anyhow, so now that I know what I look like, Aluya, are you the one that was carrying the staff or was it me? It was you. Well, you're fucked. <laughs> um, but basically the idea is that I have it on my spell list and as the staff. But basically what I will do, and now that I know what I look like, I'm going to kind of see... Maybe how much time I have left. Is there a way I could, like, figure that out by testing or other methods?
1: Yeah, like, I, I will say, like, once it gets to the 10-minute mark, you do see a occasional flicker. Or I should say 10 minutes towards expiration. You see that flicker. Oh, shoot.
4: Context question. Technically, I broke that rule with um, Boggins about disguising myself.
1: No, not not yet. I, I'm I'm waiting. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't worry, I'm, I'm keeping track.
4: The thing is, what I'm trying to do is make it so that ultimately I don't get murdered. So I'm going to try to skirt the line of disguise. So If I don't, if I can't look like him, I'll look like myself. Although that's what I was hoping to talk with Eddie before this happened, but that's okay. We'll solve it. Ultimately, I'll disguise myself as human-ish if I have to, and then I'll just figure out where the heck I am.
1: Okay. So you're actively disguising yourself?
4: Not with disguise self. That's what I'm doing. Alter self. Basically, I'm not looking like a Genesi So yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But you're actively disguising yourself. I have to or else
4: it'd be murder on site, which is why I might have to go find Luya.
1: Yeah. As strange as it does sound, uh, when you're transported to this world or uh, this uh, little, when you're transported to this uh, region, you felt perfectly fine. Uh, you're able to take on the role, uh, go with the swing of things. But as you actively disguise yourself, actively try to hide yourself, you slowly feel a bout of exhaustion coming on to you. If you you go through with actively hiding yourself, disguising yourself, purposely doing it yourself, you you will take on exhaustion. I'm letting you know this. Are you okay with that?
4: I am okay with it if I can figure out the rate. For now. Um...
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it depends. How long was that uh, spell last for? One hour?
4: For Alter Self, yes. One hour.
1: Well, when you cast it the first time, you take one level of exhaustion. Please put that onto your sheet. Will do? Yes, ma'am.
4: Let me just get to my character sheet. Come on. Mm -hmm. Oh, that. Yeah, now I got to go find Aluia fast. No, I got to find Eddie fast because I'm the one that's going to kind of die if I don't.
1: Yeah, before I transition off to the other two. Um, I need to hear from, uh, Sierra and Aluia, who are primarily in town here. Uh, is there any, like, uh, is there any, like, uh, methods that the group has come up with to reconvene in case of a split-up? Or are we just throwing shit to the wind and hoping that we find each other here? I've always liked the shit to the wind type method.
0: I don't think we've had any sort of discussion.
1: (laughs) That's why I'm asking, like, uh, if the party has had conversations outside of, like, uh the sessions or moments we focused on thus far because you have to remember there were large swaths of uh, silence or, you know, like a uh, time skips here and there. So I, I'm just asking the party it would the party have come up with uh, methods or are we going to try to track each other down here?
4: I have one way and only for me one way to make it work for me to make it so that people will come to me. Oh yeah. A spell that no one ever uses. A spell that everybody thinks of. Skyrite.
1: Damn right. I'm glad that you're thinking the same thing because I was looking at the spell recently.
4: Basically, I probably would have planned with a group It's like anytime we're separated. If you guys are too far away to separate, you probably wouldn't see this anyway. But if you're able to look upon the sky in an open area, I will always write to the air my location. I'm not going to put it in details where, you know... We won't be able to understand, but for example, isn't there a universal
1: language that everyone understands?
4: I was gonna say primordial, except that I don't think Mavette knows it.
1: Oh, I'm pretty sure I do.
4: If you do, I would write it in primordial, but I wouldn't write it like a wording. I would basically put indications of where I am, like arrow, da- arrow down. That's why I'm doing language and arrowing. So it's like arrows, and then it's pointing. I have like the thing of it is like this four arrows right above me, they point. And all the cardinal directions towards exactly where I'm at. And then language of primordial is written, I am here. Find your fire, basically.
1: Find your fire. I like that. Well, sir, I'm going to tell you the one thing that you probably never heard as a player or have never said as a DM. Please cast skyrite for me.
4: Oh my god. I have witnessed the impossible. All right. Here we go, guys. I'm going to cast it.
1: You know what? J- just because uh, you don't, we don't hear about this spell too often, and uh, there actually is a bit of lore with this, uh, Seer, you would actually know uh, with this particular spell, it does get a lot of uses from uh, the elven community, specifically in Adontis, as uh, they use uh, the clouds to uh, uh, essentially pass off coded messages.
4: Beautiful then. Then hopefully everybody looks to the sky as you see Seer. What they will do is the strangest thing. Seer mm. will go through their items. It's kind of like this complicated mechanism where they just kind of like slam little mechanical pops together. You see bottles being connected and then mm. Seer will basically point the strain. Remember that palm gun you gave me? Yep. I modified it so that basically Seer can point it to the air and they just shoot at the sky. With I a like small... that.
1: It's like a flare. Yeah.
4: And then as it flies up to the air, it just writes exactly as I did.
1: Yeah, yeah we see that from uh, somewhere within the city. And everyone from their respective locations would be be able to see it. Let's start off with, uh, I don't know, Eddie. Do, do you think we should resolve the date first or check back in with the otter? Because I'm kind of going like either or here. <laughs> Honestly,
2: the date sounds great, and if nothing else, they can at least pass by the, the many fanciful resorts along the coast.
1: <laughs> yep, there you go. You know what, Mavet, you, you guys are ending up uh, going to the coast. Let me just tell you, you are aware that your the spell, uh, the uh, magical effect that's on you is going to wear off in about five minutes. But the floor is yours, as you and the Selvin Man are uh, like walking along the beachside against the crystal blue uh, uh, waves that keep lapping against uh, both your ankles. And you hear the squawking of seagulls.
3: Mm. Salty water?
1: Yes, my dear Penelope. It is salt water. We are in the middle of uh, the Titan Sea here. And he ruffles his collar a bit.
3: Mm. You seem nervous being around me. Are you infatuated with me?
1: It's uh, a bit of an understatement. I've always adored you, my dear. And he gives you a plastic smile. Mm.
3: I, I try to copy his smile and just look him it dead in the eye. It looks very
1: unnerving. It looks very unnerving and soulless. Mm. Shh, sh- Pen- Penelope, my dear. I've been putting a lot of thought into this. And he uh, stops mid-walk.
3: Okay, and?
1: Penelope. Would you make me the happiest elf in the world? And he gets on one knee uh, and become my bride. Uh, Opens up a little velvet box and you see a very expensive ring, much like a a, a gem that's worth about uh, two hundred fifty gold here.
3: Uh, sure. I also get on my knee. I don't really know what how to make you happy, but I'll try.
1: My dear, so long as you're by my side, with me through thick and thin, and help me in my times of need, such as crippling debt, I would be more than happy to see you every morning that I wake.
3: Okay, well, Mavak gets up and goes over to his side and kneels back down. Um, Okay, I got next to your side part done. Um, We can work on
1: the other ones, but are you a little happier now? And as you're going around him, he, his eye twitches a bit, and he just goes, Is that a yes, Penelope?
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. if if that makes you happy, we'll
1: do whatever this is. Stands up solely, and I think he might say something along the lines of, uh, I'll get everything in order, my dear. Um, can, could I take you back to the hotel? And you feel the magic is going to wear off at any moment. Uh yeah sure let's go. Oh my god.
2: Let's just let's just ruin these man's future plans, <laughs> which you know I'm perfectly fine with because he sounds like a dick.
3: My twig is gonna be bigger than
2: his.
1: Yeah, and as we like have a shot of uh, this woman and elven man walking back to town, uh, we we see the woman's hair gradually become more leaf-like, and her skin taking on the texture of. Arc, the camera pans up towards the message that you can see mavet and i think uh we end the scene on the elven man screaming and we move over to eddie eddie uh I- i'm gonna give you a little bit more leeway here um where would you be in the manor or the state i should say um after an hour or so or, or in fact like what would be your activities what would you be doing
2: um, uh, I guess that depends. Does um, uh, does uh, does pops go out and do something else, or is he like uh, sticking with me the whole
1: time? <laughs> um, he a- after like uh, your little talk about Eddie, um, he uh, he does like sit with you for a good like 10-15 minutes in silence before you know walking elsewhere. He's not going anywhere crazy, but he would be somewhere in the state.
2: Then, honestly, I think Eddie would go to, not his room, but his room. Um, Okay, I follow. uh, And see if he can
1: uh, fish out his shell phone. Yes, sir.
5: It's like, if they haven't moved it, it should be
1: here. (laughs) You find, okay, just to clarify, because I'm under the impression that you were going to the room within your vape, but it sounds like you're exploring the manor a bit. Yeah. No, he's going to his actual room. <laughs> okay, actual room in the manor. Never mind that. That clarity that you tried to drive home in me only confused me. Okay, I was <laughs> not on the same page. We we see we see Eddie with Eddie in his room, but not in his room, within the room. <laughs> Dick. <laughs> All right, you, you find yourself a, a yeah your shell phone. What do you do with it? Well, honestly, first
2: he's gonna see if he because like. Since he is currently kind of her right now, he's actually going to see if, like, you know, like, she is around. So he's actually going to see if he can call her on her shell phone. (laughs) Okay. Let me think.
1: Okay. And, uh, just to clarify, this is an actual, uh, uh, this is an item that you're using, not a reflavoring of a spell or anything or an ability? Uh, an item. Okay. Okay. And I would presume it would work, like, uh, if uh, someone who uh, makes the call has to activate their device, and the person on the receiving end has to activate their device, is that is that a good assumption for uh, uh, like oh uh, yeah that's, simplistic that is like that it. is how it would function. If that's the case, and that's how d- the device works, you receive no answer.
5: Ah, uh, pops is gonna be
2: so mad. All right, in which case, uh, he's going to put that away for the time being. Uh... <laughs> and just like you know like uh, trying to think so, so like he still has his equipment on him right
1: yes yeah all all of uh the inventory equipment that you had on beforehand all right in which case uh he is going to try one more thing it's uh
2: it's like uh, he's going to like uh reach into his box and pull out like uh one of his uh unprocessed um uh, uh mushrooms like, uh, and he's going to attempt to uh, basically see if she's even just like uh, mentally there to answer this call.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, if uh, you're using a uh, shroom, uh, I just need a quick reminder on uh, your powers here, but I believe it should work as intended because it is just a mental message. And uh, I just want a bit of clarity on... Uh, The the intentions of this mushroom. Like, uh, is this replicating the thoughts of... uh, Or is this replicating the effects of detect thoughts? Or would this be closer to ascending?
2: It's like, uh, it would function more like uh, ascending in this case.
1: Yes. Um,
2: Because uh, she has at some point or another... Or I would presumably... (laughs) 100%. uh, Partaken in this, so...
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Just to uh, make things... uh, uh, again, uh, to to make things uh, appropriate for this, I will allow for, like, a, a sending for this. But try to uh, follow the rules. I don't want too much of a back and forth or, you know, uh, any too crazy of a uh, dialogue. Mm-hmm. Let's, follow, yeah, let's follow the spell and see what happens here. Yeah, it's just like, that's how I
2: imagine how it would function if somebody else didn't have, like, uh, a mushroom on their person as well. So, um... Mm-hmm uh yes, like he would like, uh, like I put it. In, it's like,
5: it's, uh, hey, Ma, it's Eddie. I guess I'm home right now. I don't know where you are, though. Are you OK?
1: Where are you? She would uh, say back to you, I am sitting on a chair. There is a ward around me. People are scared. Thank goodness you're all right. I love you, son. Uh, two w- words to spare. XO. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> XO, XO, XO. It's, uh,
2: and, uh, and as that, uh, yeah, I would think in this case, like uh, the mushroom would like, uh, would uh, would crumble away. Hmm. It's, uh,
5: oh. All right. He's probably still going to be mad,
1: but at least I know where <laughs> she is. <laughs> He's probably still going to be mad.
2: It's, uh, Uh, In which case, though, um, yeah, now he's actually going to go to his room. One in the vape pen. Yes. Facts. uh, He will then uh, uh, collect three, like, uh, uh, collect, you know, like uh, three mushrooms. uh, And uh, because he's at least assuming that if this has happened to him, it probably happened to everybody else. uh, And like uh, once he leaves his room, it's Actually, like, maybe maybe it would probably be uh, around that moment where he, like, uh, is, like, looking
1: out the window and suddenly there's a sky ride. Yeah, if you didn't say that, I was just about to. You, you definitely see the raid right outside, primordial. Arrows pointing towards the location. It's like,
5: oh, no.
1: <laughs> yeah, and uh, you know what, Eddie? Because, again, the uh, community is closely uh, tied to... The Elven community again. You do. You are also aware that uh, elves do favor that spell for uh, communication. They are a very uh, cloud-centric uh, uh, type of people.
5: Oh no! Oh no! That's bad. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's uh, it's like, uh, and he's going to very quickly like uh, grab one of those mushrooms. It's like uh,
5: it's, uh and like uh, burn one on Seer. Just like yeah, Seer. That was a bad idea. <laughs> go to the mansion at the top of the hill.
4: <laughs> well, deal on borrowed time.
2: It's like, uh, and then very quickly going to the other two, like, burning two
5: more, just like, uh, uh Aluya, don't know where you are, but just go to the
1: estate on the hill. I'll explain later. Mm-hmm.
0: All right, I'll go as quickly as I can.
1: So, uh, then one... And I know this isn't how it works, but I kind of do want to imagine this is, like, a, a telephone-esque. And as you do, uh, talk to, Mavet, you do hear screaming in the background. (laughs) What are you? What the hell are you? And then you
3: just hear Mavet saying, you said Penelope. (laughs) Okay, now you can do your thing, Mega.
5: (laughs) Bruh, I don't know what you got yourself into, but just go to the estate at the top of the hill. Don't ask questions.
1: Your response, Mavet? Because it is like sending.
3: Okay, should I bring my... Um, person I'm making happy?
1: <laughs> Beyonce.
3: I don't know that word.
1: No. <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> and it's probably this moment where, like, Eddie's probably realizing that he looks like himself uh, since it's happening around this time. <laughs> it's, uh, in which case, with all that out of the way, it's like, uh, this is gonna be a huge mess to explain. It's, uh, then he's actually going to go out on his own balcony. Uh, he's going to uh, send Eddie downward and then like mm. uh, swap places. And then he's going to go to the
1: front door. <laughs> imagine there's a bit of... Oh, hang on, hang on, because we need to flesh things out. This is a rich family. I do imagine there is a gatehouse and there is a, a guard sl- uh, slouched over, probably sitting in a chair, uh, reading a book at the moment.
2: Oh, yeah, you know what? That is fair. Just like... Uh, and he would first like, you know, like uh, port himself down to the first floor and then make his way to like, I uh, try to sneak his way to the, the front of the estate.
1: <laughs> I, right, I'm not even going to bother to have you make a check because one, you, you do have teleportations and two, the guy is obviously not paying attention. He is uh, reading a book. <laughs>
2: yes, yeah, so he's just going to port himself to uh, the outside of the gate and uh, right. then he's going to like, uh, like uh, press on the ringer. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. So hang on. Just to have the mental image here is you went outside of the gate and you're trying to buzz yourself in back in. Do, you have, do I understand that correctly? Okay. So. Uh, He's going to make this look as nonchalant as possible. Yeah. <laughs> you hear that. It's one moment, please. Flips the page from <coughs> cough. Flips another page. All right.
5: You no, know, usually you don't take this long.
1: Hold on one second uh, Does the little corner thing with the book Fold, Creases the paper, folds it, closes the book <laughs> Has a little bit of a uh, slow <laughs> gait over to the door Eyes are half drooped <laughs> Squints a bit That's a pretty good costume What costume? Squints even harder Stares in silence What do you think you're doing here, boy? Dressing up as a young master I mean, I always wear these clothes Looks that close. Looks back at face. Squints even harder to the point where it almost uh, looks like he's closing his eyes. Uh, you know
5: what? I could probably just make this faster. As, like,
1: uh... As it, like, breathes out the smoke of Eddie. (laughs) Really scrutinizes the Echo Knight Eddie. Looking him up and down. Gives a very slow nod. Alright. I believe you. And hobbles over to, like, the lock on the gate. Hear it Screech. And... Takes a couple painful steps to open it. Mm-hmm. Come in, young Master Hayes. The mm-hmm. father would like to see you. At least I hope he does. he <laughs> I mean, opens the gate, is like out of breath already when you come through, closes <laughs> it again, and then I would presume... like. Uh, I'm using a rough distance here, but I'm assuming with all these shenanigans, all this painful waiting, that two or three minutes pass by before the next person shows up. And uh, who would be the next person here between Seer and Aluya?
4: Probably Aluya because they're not exhausted. Like, that's Seer's in a little bit of a panic. Yep. But they're they're basically, like, slowed down by the fact that they're already tired and like, damn it, I don't have a lot of time.
1: Aluya. you perch ah. the gate. What do you do?
0: Uh... If I cast a message, do I have to see Eddie? I forget.
1: Uh, one hundred twenty foot, I believe, range. You don't have to see.
0: I'm gonna attempt to use message in hopes that I reach Eddie.
1: Are you actively hiding before, uh, oh, as you approach the gate here, or are you stopping a distance beforehand?
0: I- I'm covered. I've covered my body with the whatever I found in the alley, punched over. I'll use the, the the bag of holding that Seer gave me. Kind of, like, position it so it looks like I have a hunchback. Yep. Uh, just going for straight granny vibes.
5: Eddie, Eddie, I'm at the gate, I think. Could you let me in? Oh, uh, just, like, buzz yourself in.
1: There is a buzzer.
5: All right. Wolf. Okay. Yeah.
0: Okay. Bzz.
1: One moment, please. Flips page. A minute passes. Flips one more page. Reaches the corner of the page, closes book, stands up with a groan. Oh,
5: all right.
1: Hobbles over. What business do you have with the Hayes family?
0: Well, currently, uh, the Mr. Eddie is here and he has called to me and I am here to, you know, see him.
1: Squints his eyes. Is that so?
0: Yes, I I don't really have a reason to lie about that, but okay.
1: And why in the same hell would the young master be talking to a, quite frankly, an old woman such as yourself?
0: Well, we met a little while ago, and it Uh seems like we hit it off as companions, and so we got separated, and so we're here now.
1: I'm gonna need a persuasion check before I decide how much bullshit you're actually feeding me.
0: Am I allowed to guidance myself? Oh my nose is I itchy, will tell I will disgusting.
1: I will tell you what happens if you try to guidance yourself during a social check. I won't Would it. you like to do that?
0: No. Okay. Where's my role?
1: Yeah. Hang on, I'll throw it right at you. Keep in mind, uh, when it comes to uh, doing guidance, even though it's a cantrip, it, it's, you're still casting a the spell. They can see you doing it. Although they might not know what the hell the spell is, it's just always a suspicious activity to do unless you stealth it. That being said, you got yourself a fucking 17. Squints' eyes really tight. Couple things ain't adding up here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mind me again, how exactly did you and the young master meet?
0: Uh, it is a, quite a story. Uh,
1: I don't got time for a story. I'm already reading one. But I, Short and sweet.
0: I, I, Cliff Nose virgin. Okay. Um, we met on the ship. Um, the ship took us to a strange place. We managed to get away.
1: Okay, that's enough. I don't want to hear about your drug stories. Any. Okay. Hobbles over to the gate, begins to open it up. You hear the screeching of the gate. It takes way, a little too long for him to fully open the gate and just goes, yeah, just uh, watch what you touch and don't steal any of the silverware.
0: Uh, no said uh, Don't touch me. Uh, my psoriasis is frailing up. Okay.
1: The fuck is psoriasis? It's like
0: <laughs> a really gross rash, okay? It's flaking off my skin. <laughs>
1: I I'm gonna need a uh, I'm gonna offer you the role, but I'm actually gonna need a, a stealth check, and this one's going to be a little strange here. Um, the hydrosoriasis. Yeah. And for this, uh, it, it's your choice whether you want to use wisdom or charisma, because uh, both are a little fitting here for what I have in mind.
0: Well, I want to use my charisma because that's my highest one. Okay.
1: Guy, <laughs> think you want to try no. with that roll?
0: I okay. would have just rather have taken my disadvantage
1: rolls.
2: In fairness, Aluia, you do have a feature that lets you do a reroll on a ability check.
1: Sorcery points, mm-hmm. woo! Oh, then I will do that. and Please
0: and thank you. Oh wait, 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 wait! How many sorcery points do I have? Because I've been using them up. Um, features and tricks. Let me see them, please. It's
2: only it only it's only one. Also, you might have forgotten, but we did take a long rest. Uh,
0: yeah, my character sheet does not <laughs> reflect have to have a, that.
1: Twenty one. He does not notice that you are a Genasi. Um, He uh, takes you at face value as you are uh, walking by here. And just says some long lines of, uh, Don't steal any of the silverware. Keep your hands to yourself. Don't do anything weird with the young master. Or else we're going to have an issue. Okay, okay. Get the hell out. And he goes to the gate. Begins to close it. Locks it up. Sits down. Seer, you're next.
4: Seer looks like their original disguise when the group kind of like saw them, you know, dress up like Luya, But instead of being like Aluia, it's just like a redhead kind of r- walking up to the gate. They look like they're breathing heavily. They don't look super great. They have their like black tight fitting clothes, as I mentioned before. Mm-hmm. And they are reaching the gate. They seemed rather just like heavy breathing, as I said before.
1: Okay. Uh, there is a buzzer.
4: I will press the buzzer. No fear. Son of a
1: bitch! One moment, please! This one actually takes three to four minutes as you hear the page flip a couple times. Alright. Creases the corner, closes the book, hobbles over, and just goes, What business do you have with the Hayes family?
4: I'm. I'm trying to get to a friend of mine who just arrived. Um, Eddie Hayes. I'm actually here to not only visit him, but to acquire his services. He he might allow you to let me in, but if you need to message him, please do. And if there's others that arrived, then that would help them to know who's here.
1: Squints his eyes. Uh, young miss, do you see these? And he taps on his uh, knees.
4: Uh, I I do. Although, sorry if I'm breathing a little heavy on stuff.
1: Now, ma'am. Ma'am, you're talking a lot. Let me keep it nice and simple for you. I, I don't like walking too much. My knees hurt. I'm getting old. Okay? Let's try to keep things uh, a little simple here. A little back and forth. I want to see if you're on the up and up. I would hate for you to hurt the Hayes family or damage any property while you're here.
4: Understandable. Um, then, I, if you let me know who else came in, I could tell you if there's any more people that will come so you don't hurt your knees, but do with what you need.
1: I had a lot of people come in today.
4: You could answer that after I verify myself with you then.
1: Mm. Now, ma'am, uh, you say you you know uh, the young master? Indeed. Mm. How do you meet the young master?
4: In my case, uh, I have met them when not only were we traveling a bit together initially, but we actually both met in dire circumstances underwater i would say not exactly but on a vessel of sea that was seaworthy mm-hmm. and we weren't companions yet what would happen uh-huh. is that when we both were lost ourselves onto this ocean they helped us well help me and my uh-huh. companions be able to survive the ocean and we got to yeah. an island and then we became okay. friends after that
1: oh really I don't need a persuasion check from you to see how much bullshit you're flinging my way. I tell you what.
4: It's sad because I'm telling the truth, but it's like I'm at disadvantage, so it sounds like I just am giving up the bullshit. And I'm like, no, I'm telling the truth. I'm sorry. Is this at disadvantage? Oh, it should be. Let's see it.
1: Yep. It should be at disadvantage. Mm. Anything you'd like to do to that check before I chew you out?
4: I might as well burn my, um, you know... I would say flash of genius because I might as well make it turn into a 17.
1: Squints his eyes at you. Oh, really? You know, I- I'm starting to get a feel that this ship that you and that other old woman was talking about, some sort of den of ill repute that uh, you guys have been hanging at, and I'm not liking it. Honestly, I think you're a bad influence on the young master. You, know, you be careful with him. and don't Don't be saying anything rude. You mind your P's and Q's with uh, the senior of the house, uh, Mr. Mister James Hayes, okay? Don't be touching the silverware. Don't be touching anything that ain't yours. You look, and even when you look, you be careful when you look. We understand?
4: I understand. Am I allowed to sit on a chair, though? I, I'm losing Depends. a lot you're
1: going to burn it up? <laughs> of course, dear. You can sit on a chair.
4: And- okay, I appreciate that
1: begins to hobble towards the gate, opens it up, takes way too long, and you hear it screeching. Yes?
4: And then you'll see as, like, Seer walks into being like, to answer my question beforehand, how many people walked in, just the old lady and me and, just and you, Mr. Hayes?
1: you, the young master, and the old lady. Mm-hmm.
4: Oh, then you should prepare for possibly our last friend that might be arriving. So, you don't, I don't want you to hurt your knees... If you want me to treat those, I can. But
1: oh, oh, honey, there's nothing you can do to fix these legs. They're all sorts of busted. Mm.
4: Then, just just as a heads up, you might find a woody fellow coming approaching. And what the fuck
1: did you just say to me?
4: As I said, a person made out of wood might approach. If you need to talk to any, okay.
1: I'm um, look. Uh... What you and the master do is on your own time behind closed doors. I don't want to be hearing about these dance, these drugs, or these trips. And especially not about these wood men you're talking about, okay? Please go to the house and don't touch anything.
4: Okay, I'm not going to argue. I'm, I'm.
1: Oh. Best not, young lady. Gives Sierra walks
4: in as they nod back.
1: <laughs> uh, now he's going to have a rude skin. awakening
4: when he sees it.
1: I bet you're the last person at the gate. Okay. Can I climb it? If you want to. There's a buzzer, there's a metal (laughs) gate, and there is a guard sitting on a chair reading a book.
3: Uh, I'll yell at the guard. Uh, Eddie told me to meet him here. Where is
1: he? Without even looking at you. He just says, use the buzzer. I hit the buzzer. One moment, please. A couple minutes pass by.
3: Okay. Before he even does that, I'm going to start climbing
1: i going to say about the time you get to, like, the halfway point, if not on top. He's, uh, folding over the page, closes the book, begins to hobble over, looks up, sees you on the fence, and goes, Son, I got a lot of questions. First of all, I haven't seen someone like you before. Second of all, what the fuck are you doing on my fence? I,
3: I'm doing what Eddie asked.
1: Get your ass down! Now!
3: I hop down.
1: hmm Which side do you hop down on?
3: On the opposite side. That I started on?
1: Uh-uh. no, Nope. Climb back up that motherfucking fence on the other side. You're gonna <laughs> enter on this property like everyone else.
3: Where is Eddie? Are you hurting him? Son,
1: if you want to get on this property. I'm on this property. Son, look at me. This is how you treat your elders. Get on that motherfucking fence. Climb back up and go back on the other side. Where is Eddie? not gonna ask you again.
3: I'm not gonna ask you again. Are you hurting Eddie?
1: I would never hurt the young master.
3: I wanna... Uh, is he telling the truth? Does he look
1: like he is? I don't know. You wanna do an insight check for me? Yeah. Boy, I would never hurt the young master. Wow. Yeah, no, that's good enough. Even with the three, holy shit, you got eleven. Um, he seems perfectly honest. Now you... You? Causing a bit of a commotion here going to climb back up that motherfucking fence and get back on the other side right now.
3: Okay, I begin to climb.
1: And he gives you a smug nod as you're going along. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You get to the other side? Yeah. As you do so, you uh, see the man walk up to the fence and just go, alright now, how do you know the young master and what business do you have with the, the Hayes family?
3: I protect Eddie because he gave life to me again.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, I protect the Hayes family because they give me a goddamn house and money. All right. We're on the same page here. They give life. Mm-hmm. Not, not needing an acknowledgement and agreement with you. Damn right. That's the respect I want to hear. Also, what the fuck are you? <laughs> I am Mavet
3: Soha Fidash.
1: I didn't ask your name. I asked, what the fuck are you? That's what I am. Mm. Squints his eyes. What business do you have with the Hayes family?
3: All I came here was for Eddie. He told me through the clouds to come here.
1: Thanks about for a second. See these clouds on a ship? I, I don't
3: believe I've ever been on a ship.
1: Now he's more confused than ever trying to figure out where the hell you guys are all doing drugs together. Hmm. Alright. Mavet, give me a persuasion check here. <laughs>
4: Does he get advantage by the fact that Seer mentioned he's a woody person?
3: I, I, I'm rolling normal.
1: No, I was going to say he would have got thing. advantage if it wasn't for the fact that he tried to trespass onto the fucking property. <laughs> you know what? Let me tell you something here, boy. And he comes closer to the fence. I don't know what you are, who you are, what the fuck you're made of. Looking you up and down on the bark. Let me make one thing perfectly clear on this property. You mind your P's and Q's, you say thank you, you say please, whenever you're talking to the young master, you understand me, boy? And if he wants anything, and I mean anything, you fucking do it, okay? And I don't want to see a single goddamn splinter on that boy. So help me God, if there's a single splinter in that fur, I'm gonna prune the shit out of you. We all on the same page here? You're gonna become parchment paper. I don't
3: think you understand well. I told you who I am and what I am. Are your ears okay?
1: I'm just trying to figure out uh, whether you have the safety of the master in mind. Did I hurt you to get to Eddie? I'm not sure if you would have gone that far. That's what I'm starting to question. Quince's eyes.
3: Well, you said you didn't hurt Eddie, so I don't have to hurt you.
1: I'm going to tell you the same thing I told the other two girls. Oh, they're here? Mm Mm-hmm. Nuts begins to open up the fence slowly as he's talking. Don't touch any of the silverware. Don't dirty up the carpets, and don't look at the uh, the lady of the house or anyone here. Keep your eyes on the ground, wood boy.
3: Is the lady maid of the house? What's that,
1: son? I'm gonna have to ask you. Get your ass moving. Eyes on the ground.
3: Mavet just looks straight down. Uh, where do I go from here? Can't really to see the house. <laughs> Mavette will try to attempt to go to the house while looking down at his feet.
1: Yep. As you begin to walk forward, he just says, If you step on grass, you've gone too far. Keep to the dirt, boy. And don't you dare crush a single blade of grass. Goes back to the fence, closes it up, sits down, takes a big, deep sigh, (sighs) opens up the book, and there's like a couple moments of silence. And eventually, the guard says to himself, Those are some nice kids. (laughs) <laughs> and fade to black.
0: The card's name?
1: No one asked.
0: Oh, okay. Good. I was just making sure I was like, did we hear and not pay attention?
1: Nope. I don't want uh, no, that. no, yeah, no one no one has asked.
0: Okay. Works for me and I'm the milk then.
1: He acts like yeah. a Gary. Well maybe next time you ask for your fucking senior's name, how about that? Anyways, <laughs> get get into the last 15 minutes. Yeah, that's gonna be one of my favorite characters to fucking do. <laughs> Uh, as you guys are in the state, Eddie, like, uh, how do you organize people? What do you do? Like, uh, you're the ringleader here. Uh, what's happening?
2: It's, uh, I mean, like, probably in the interim, like, because uh, I think I think ultimately how he, how he would have to do this is that hmm. uh, he would ask, like, you know, like one of the uh, uh, the roaming servants to direct any guests yes, to the sitting room.
1: Oh, but of course. I'll do that for you, right in the jiffy. Yeah, I can do that. And you just see, like, a very young uh, wood elf boy obeying your commands.
5: I do good. (laughs) uh, You did awesome, bruh. Oh, thank you, thank
2: you, thank you. And he shakes your hand violently. uh, But then also I feel like, uh, because, like, I think it would be awkward if... uh... (laughs) like if pops was the last person to know that he was there so i think he would have to like go like looking for him <laughs> before he meets everybody back in the sitting room
1: <laughs> um if you try to find your father he appears to be locked in his study um if you want to explore this avenue i can say you're right in front of the door uh, he'll knock on the door <laughs> I, i've told you once or told you a thousand times when i'm in my study please please just give me time. Oh, no food, no water. I'm, I'm fine.
5: Well, okay, I guess I'll just be in the sitting room if you need, me, he pops.
1: He's very torn and conflicted whether to scream out Marianne or, or Eddie. And I think uh, he leans more towards, Is that you, Marianne? Couldn't be Eddie. And he hear the shifting of the chair. It definitely creaks as he stands up to. And you hear the waddle. The pat, 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 pat comes to the door opens it up, and you just see his uh, squinty eyes begin to open upon seeing you.
5: Hey, pups.
1: And he's grabbing his chest. My boy! Almost like he's about to have a fucking heart attack. (laughs) I need need my medicine. Eddie, it's so good to see you.
5: Right, I'll I'll go get it.
1: <laughs> his one hand over his chest, the other one leaning against, like, uh, the door frame as he just goes, the, the blue pills, not the yellow ones.
5: <laughs> yeah, I know. The yellow ones make you sleepy.
1: Yes. Well, your mom loves them, but never never mind you. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like, uh, as, uh, Eddie would probably be, like, uh, Eddie porting his way. <laughs> like over to it. It's like, yeah, like a bit of urgency. Just like,
1: (laughs) yeah. Yeah. Once you come back, you see smoking a cigar, which is definitely not helping (laughs) the situation. He's like, I need to calm down. I can't breathe. (laughs) And he's smoking a cigar. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. uh, Just a trick. Thank you, Eddie. And he grabs the uh, pills, pops them in his mouth and drinks it with a bit of water. And, uh, You see, like, an echo version of your father sitting down at a nearby chair, and instantly he swaps places with the echo. And he just goes, Oh, that's a lot of excitement in one day. Oh, my boy, my boy, my sweet boy, come here. I need another cigar. (laughs) And he's looking around, flipping the end off of one, beckoning you in.
2: It's like, uh, he walks in and, uh, I guess
1: closes the door behind him. Oh, the last time we talked, you we were in Sheyum. It was just opening up a branch down there. <laughs> what What brings you all the way back here? I thought you you were, on, you were doing a few things here and there. Uh, making connections.
5: Uh, yeah, I am. But, uh, something I like, kinda came up and... Well, here I am.
1: What came up? Uh, You know what? Never you mind. We need to grab your mother. She'd be more than happy to see you. She's been worrying about you day and night.
5: Well, it's a good thing you're already sitting down.
1: What do you mean? She'll be ecstatic to see you. I would love to see her face.
5: Uh, That's the thing? Uh, I might not be able to see Ma for a bit.
1: Oh, what? Is she going on another shopping escapade? I I told her to be careful with her finances. Can't be spending money willy-nilly now. We've only got a few million gold coins. Uh, No, it's just not appropriate.
5: Uh, well, I talked to her. Oh! And uh, she's uh, she's going to be away for a little bit.
1: Uh, Away for a little bit? And tell me about any vacation or, or trip. Uh, she knows it's dangerous on the seas right now. <laughs> Where the devil did she go off to?
5: Well, try not to get mad.
1: Oh, nothing you could say would make me angry, boy. I'm overjoyed to see you. Well, gives you a smile. Because of the
5: way that
1: I got here, Nods. it seems
5: like she swapped places with me. Slowing down on the nod.
1: Uh-huh.
5: And she kind of, sort of, won't be able to leave for a bit.
1: What do you mean, Netty? And do you, like, kind of imagine, like, uh, the perspective change in the room as we see, like, a uh, Resident Evil type of camera shot of both of you talking onto couch, and we see items begin to jitter a little bit. Go on, my boy.
5: Uh, she seems to be, like... In some sort of magic barrier with other people?
1: Uh-huh. The objects begin to shake a little bit more. And uh, Eddie, you, uh, when his temper begins to rise, uh, nearby objects begin to shake to the point of shattering, moving. Imagine, like, uh, <laughs> the exorcist with the poltergeist kind of situation.
5: Uh, she, uh, she is safe, though.
1: Simmers down.
5: In fact, she's, you know, she's okay enough to where you can talk to her on the network. Mm Mm-hmm. So, but I guess so long as I'm here, using the way that I got here, it seems like she probably has to stay where I was.
1: Eddie, is what you're trying to tell me that you, some means or another, teleported your way to our island... And swat places with your mother.
5: In my defense, I didn't know that would happen.
1: And furthermore, you mean to tell me that there's some sort of ward around her. And there are other strangers in the Commonwealth, perhaps? Or is it other noblemen? Were they kidnapped? Was there some sort of trap? And again, as he begins to go through the spiral, you see everything begin to shake and slightly lift up in the room as it becomes a bit more hazy through smoke. With each bated breath, like uh, much like uh, your own, begins to fume out of his mouth.
5: Uh, no, no, Pops, it's <sighs> not a trap or anything.
1: What it's... is it, Eddie? What is it?
5: Look, if I didn't come here, the entire place would be destroyed. <sighs>
1: Do you mean the entire place would be destroyed? Like,
5: the whole region.
1: What are you going on about? What have you been eating? Are you. How hard have you been handing the drugs, Eddie? And he just, like, grabs you on both of your shoulders and looks you directly in the eyes. And he slightly opens up his own and he just goes, Eddie, what have you been doing? Look at me, my boy. Uh, looks
2: at him. It's like, uh, but, like, probably, like, most notably, though, is that. Uh, like indifference to like probably the last time that he saw Eddie. It's like his eyes
1: are less drooped and they are far more focused. Takes a deep breath. Rattling begins to die down a little bit. He says, Eddie, what do you mean the region will be destroyed?
5: There's like this nasty group of Janasi that are kinda sorta trying to destroy all the regions.
1: Mm-hmm. Slight rattle. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and one of their armies is trying to operate here.
1: Here? Like, right here?
5: Well, here, I, here. Don't, I don't know if it's right here. Like, I, I just got here, but the thing that I used to teleport here would have only teleported me here if it was at least somewhere nearby.
1: Mm. Your, your father stands up, looks down at you, you mean to tell me you've come here to stop a Genasi incursion, an army of Genasi, and you've swapped places with your mother to God knows where? My understanding that right, Teddy?
5: Well, I know exactly where she is, but yeah, that's about right. Oh,
1: good. I don't feel less bad about this, as he immediately grabs his heart and falls to the ground. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we'll end the session for today. (laughs) Thank you guys so much.
4: Well, Eddie, you killed your dad. How do you feel?
5: Honestly, I always thought it would be great-great-grandfather that would die first.
0: This has been House Common Blood. The intro and outro music is "Oh My Dog by Savick and any other music and sound effects used in the episode are royalty-free. Credits can be found in the episode description. Please review us on whatever podcast listening app you happen to be using, and if you like us, tell other people. Word of mouth is the best way for us to grow. Thank you for joining us. Eola Skyju